Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In the fall of 1987, four men find themselves reunited with childhood friends for the first time in ten years. They are drawn together by the mysterious death of a mentor they all cared for together as children. World of Darkness, The Ultimate Evil is a first edition Chronicles of Darkness game that takes place in Bismarck, North Dakota and is inspired by the satanic panic of the 1980s. Remembrance is the first story arc that follows Alex, played by Adam B., Wayne, played by Adam C., Che, played by Andrew, and Michael, played by Slavic, as they discover the mysteries that surround them in their hometown. If you would like to contact us, you can reach us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. I'll kind of look guys. around like I'm trying to see, like, where the, where did they go? What happened. the fuck just happened? What? <laughs> are you yeah, guys you okay? guys are all like. Uh, I, I'm just okay like in, is a relative I, total loss. Like it was one thing when I started throwing up and then uh, <laughs> once everybody else kind of followed suit. Now I know this is like something very weird is going on. Did you, did you guys see the flies? They were all the over them. Too? It was disgusting. Oh man, I saw the same thing. That's also very startling to Wayne, the fact that, you know, I didn't just hallucinate the flies, you guys all saw the flies. Yeah. This be some kind of drug they had on, you know, you feel, or you uh, sort of apply through touch or something. It was crazy. As you, who had that, who had the, uh, I know someone got this merit and I believe it was you, Wayne, that had Iron that merit. Stomach. No, no, yeah, right? I should have factored that in. This wasn't an iron stomach thing, but no, had the merit, had the merit, common sense. Let me, oh, let me yeah, look up okay. common sense here. I have dangerous By the way, I'm going to have you roll a common sense roll. So give me a wits plus composure. I'll give you a, I'll give you a plus one. All right. So you made it. Yeah. You're sitting there thinking as everyone's like, what the fuck? Understandably so. Totally 100% understandably so. Since you were the first person to be like, recover themselves you're like this probably does not look good right now you know what i mean and you look up and you see the house you just see like some middle-aged mom like parting the curtains you know the house where you thought the old people were sitting in front of she just kind of has a startled look that there's like these like a long-haired metalhead guy a big six foot tall native american guy and there's one just normal north dakota and just like standing there like puked and sweaty on her lawn yeah on her lawn you know she's just kind of like you see her shut the the curtain real quick and you assume that she's probably calling some of Michael's coworkers. You I'm going to call out, sorry, <laughs> sorry. And like back away <laughs> off of her lawn. Michael, you're starting to, yeah, yeah. You're kind of like, oh shit, maybe this isn't the yeah, best spot. To have a discussion. Uh, this could be uh, problematic. Let's just, let's just bail. So as you guys jump in the Jeep and Che takes off and how, how, I don't know, would Che peel out or would he be like too, like, would he be too shook to drive or what, how, Tell me, you explain to me how do you think Chael would drive leaving a scene like this? Would um, he be able to drive? I think I think he would be able to. Um, he might be a little reckless <laughs> uh, yeah, trying like, to get away <laughs> and uh, and just kind of like, I need a cigarette. I need a uh, fucking hell. What the fuck was that? You uh, before I let, uh, turn the scene over to you guys. You guys are kind of like 
right now, especially you, Michael, you're feeling like the the wind, like the, the air, like hitting your body. You know, you were just sweating like a ton. You know what I mean? You kind of feel like a chill kind of creep over. But you all like like you guys all taste like the the taste of bitter acid vomit bile in your mouth. You know, like your mouths are also kind of very dry from the shock of everything going on. And you feel Che like that dryness that you get like when you cry and your skin, like you know what I mean, like dries up around your eyes and everything like that. It becomes taunt. And you're, you, you know, you can feel that there, like around the corners of your eyes, like making your skin tight. So, all right, scenes on you guys. Go ahead. Oh, I'm gonna man, take a Marlboro out. from my jacket and uh, give one to Che, and then I'm gonna try to light one up myself. Probably shaking like a leaf at this point, but hands all shaking as you're trying. You, yeah, I'll let you try to make a roll for it if you want to, man. <laughs> it's your call. <laughs> what would I roll? <laughs> uh, well, let's say, and you guys can kick in if you have any ideas. I would say something like dexterity. And uh, athletics, maybe? What do you guys think about that? <laughs> okay. Herb. Let's see if I can smoke this butt. All right. It's a uh, – what would you say? Dexterity and athletics? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Two, nah, you can't light it. You guys see, like – I see just tossed it out the window. The, Forget it. Yeah, you see him try to light the cigarette, and he just is like, fuck this. I can't do it. And he's just sitting there. All right. Scenes on hands you guys. Go ahead. Yeah, hands too shaky. Exactly. All right. Scenes on you guys. Go ahead. What the what the fuck was that? Where are you as I'm driving? What the fuck am I supposed to know? What the fuck was that? It's crazy. Oh, I'm just speechless. You guys you, you, you guys saw the, the old man yeah. and the old lady, right? Yeah. Yeah, I saw I saw I saw them. I saw the flies. I saw everything. <laughs> I'm all sweaty. I need a change of clothes. I'm really, really, Real really quick. fucking creeped out. Hmm? Really pause. He just said something that kinda of maybe made you guys think like yeah, I saw the flies and I saw everything else. Like, like you just saw flies, you know what I mean? So, be might imply that he saw something that you guys didn't see. All right, so flies alone is weird enough, though. I mean, that's still pretty out of the ordinary. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think uh, Che would be really stressed out at this point and just like hauling ass, uh, not really paying attention to how fast he's going or anything like that. Uh, just leaving, and he just. Trying not to to freak out and just like, are you sure that that's the 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 place that is the right place? Are you positive that's where we needed to be? Just a quick question, Chris. Um, would I have known about this house? Probably not. Only only Michael knew like remembers the house, right? Yeah, yeah. Only okay. Michael remembers you guys riding by it on bikes after her going away party and seeing like this dude walking through. You know what I mean? Okay. So I I'm, I have no like familiarity with that. Sorry to interrupt. You know that's a good idea though. though. You know no, you bring up a very fucking good point because I'm almost thinking like, Mike, would you have told these two about that memory or have you? Did you not? And uh, would you think? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I th- Mike would have told him. Mike, all right, so a really uh, upfront guy. Okay, so I'll give you. That's a good point. That's a theme that I want to touch upon. This story is like character discovery. Meaning, like, one person has a memory, and you guys also, you know what I mean, in turn, gaining from that. So I'm going to give you an option. Yeah, I'll let you guys roll with the composure roll plus two, since, like, you know, you have Michael saying, and all this shit happening, you know what I mean? It'll, like, knock a jar memory loose from you guys. Uh, like, the same memory Mike had, you know what I mean? Uh, well, we're driving. I'm telling them that. All right. I'm going to, I got to be honest with you guys. Well, this is the craziest vision I've had during this whole chase. It's it's not the first. What what do you mean? Well, 
I first thought it was just something strange. It was, it wasn't like prolonged scenes or something like uh, the thing that happened here. It was just like images flashing, you know, something just that was one second there and then another gone. I don't, I don't know how to react to that. I just, I just thought <laughs> it was, I was really stressed out. Just that was something, I don't know. So I I think Wayne definitely gets like kind of a chill just uh sort of hearing you, that this isn't like the the first like weird weird thing to happen like during all of this, you know. Yeah, and and it also also would also maybe make explain why Alex is fucking passed out in some chicks, you know what I mean? Yeah. A ha- apartment right now, you know, on her couch after having like a major bender, you know. Yeah, and also make more sense. Yeah, and also you two uh with those roles now remember like riding along and having like Michael go, Hey, Hey, look at this while your kids and kind of motion. And you guys kind of looked at your heads as you roll by on your bikes across the street, seeing that blonde hair guy who had confronted Amanda walking into the house there. So Michael, did you describe to them what the vision was? Or are you just telling them you had a vision? Is that what you're saying? I'm not describing it yet. All right. Scenes back on you guys. Go ahead. What is it that you saw that, that freaked you out before? Well, I guess, uh, oh man, I really don't like to think back on it. Look, uh, Wait, well, you look, we all just had yeah, something happen now, yeah. so I think you need I to know. lay your cards on the table. I know, I know, I know. Uh, okay, I guess I'll, I'll tell you. So I guess I tell him all about the vision. vision. Uh, what was it again? It was this face, wasn't it, Chris? Yeah, yeah, I'll explain the vision. Basically, the vision was when he, when they went to go talk to Ray, seeing Ray's face brought like this vision, both of him and Alex, but to like where a face came out of the blackness and it was Ray's younger face. He's the, he's the other figure that was of the, the, the group, the three who was confronting Amanda. And so it was when he's younger, when he had like a full head of black hair and he had like, you know, very thick, what do they call his mutton chop handlebar must, you know what I mean? Mustache. And he had his eyes, his, his great eyes were just very intense. Pupils dilated, like, like, like scurrying back and forth. And this like blood just was splashed his face and like the blood's dripping down and like, which really like even more accentuates his like panicky gray eyes as like the blood like drips off his mustache hair and, and runs down his lip a little bit. But it's almost like that's what he saw. Just a vision of that with the black backdrop there. I thought I was just remembering some scary movie or something we've seen or something, but now, now I don't know. I really, really, really don't know. Yeah, Wayne is definitely just at a loss for words, having never experienced any beyond. I don't, I don't even know if I would want to say supernatural at this point, but just like weirdness in that kind of way, you know. And he doesn't even know, like, uh, that with what he just saw, whether to, you know he can believe himself and then hearing this like this uh story of michael's vision is just kind of kind of really sending well, it home here's the thing too that maybe and maybe che could think this way too with his his lakota background but you you too especially wayne with your uh christian upbringing by your father you know what i mean and one aspect we talked about your character a baby may seem this is a way of I don't want to use the term redemption because I really don't think Wayne has anything to re- to be redemptive for. But maybe in his eyes he does. You know what I mean? Like you said, the loss and all that stuff. But maybe 
and I don't know, just a, a, an avenue that your character or you, you, you as a player can approach is maybe how he views this or interprets this can maybe be to, to his upbringing or, or whatever, just maybe some, some way to, for him later to rationalize. I understand like right at that moment, he's not going to be having deep philosophical thoughts of why he saw flies all over some dude's face in the house, you know, but like just maybe it could be uh, used for character growth or finding out more about how, how the character is and everything like that. That makes sense. Yeah, like like his dad definitely believed in evil, and uh, you know maybe Wayne thought that might be like a little bit bullshit, but now it's kind of like you know starting to hit home a yeah. little bit. That wasn't friendly. Yeah, that wasn't friendly. What you guys saw, right? Yeah, exactly. Didn't bring out a sense of warmth and okay and all that jazz. Right now, Chase driving, frankly. And, uh, like a madman, I would almost say, like being reckless, you know what I mean? Trying to rationalize, trying to concentrate on the road. I'm going to have, uh, and this seems like my go-to role, and I apologize, but I'm going to have uh, you, uh, or uh, Wayne and Michael, do a um, wits and composure role plus one, please. And let me know what your results are when you do it. Okay, then. Three successes. What about you, Mr. Wayne? Wow, nice. All right. You both are realizing as you're starting to like calm down, you're looking at Che and you're almost seeing like Che's introvertness come back a little bit. You know, like how he was when a kid. Cause you both, I mean, really honestly, you both as kids remember that Che pretty much had a shitty fucking dad. I mean, I don't know if you, not, not to bring up personal things or whatever, but I don't know if you had a friend or whatever who may have had a bad home, go to a home or dealt with those dealing with things like that. You're seeing like what you saw, how Che handled that shit as a kid. You're seeing little, you know what I mean? little signs of that at the moment correct me if i'm wrong uh andrew no that no that's that's perfectly accurate yeah. would kind of be a little bit more withdrawn at the moment just kind of just like trying yeah. to process in his mind what he what he saw and figure out what what just happened he's so confused and and panicked yeah and uh, uh and definitely yeah so you guys are realizing like oh shit he's kind of driving like a mad maybe you know what i mean you guys are seeing like if he keeps driving like this, something we might get pulled over or something like you know what I mean, a wreck or some shit, you know. Jay, why don't we pull over somewhere and you know just take a couple of breaths of fresh air, just so you know we don't get pulled over. That lady might have called the cops, and uh, this will be just easier for us, I think. Okay, um, he he would kind of like be snapped back in to reality as you're saying this like oh shit okay okay all right you know you're right you're right you're right and uh just kind of pull over turn off the 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 truck and just kind of sit there for a moment and then just get out start pacing i'm gonna take a step out of the car too um yeah light a cigarette so that really happened i guess huh i still can't believe it staring blankly what the hell did you get me involved in I have no idea. Just, I told you everything I know. Can we can we talk to this 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 New Yorker guy? Yeah, sure. I have his phone number, or at least a number to his secretary. He travels along. I just I don't know. I just need to. I just need to figure figure this out because this is not. I completely not okay. understand. I I'm really not sure if I want to go through with this. No. Wayne, your character right now, right? was excited for this because he felt like a, a sense of purpose, right? We discussed that before about Wayne feeling a sense of purpose. It, you're hearing these two men right now sounding like they're doubting themselves. Is he feeling the same way or is he still, does this even more empower him more? Like what he's doing is beyond the scope, you know, like how, 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 
hearing these two talk like this about like having doubts right now and how how what is that making you feel like right now? So Wayne can't really believe what just happened, but he's now starting to feel that um, maybe this wasn't just like chance that all this is starting to happen. And maybe um, there's, uh, you know, I don't know if he believes in like, you know, like a greater purpose or something like that, but maybe this is like a greater purpose, like um, meeting up with, with these people from his past and hopefully like fixing. Yeah, exactly. Like fixing something that, um, it's just uh, there's like no closure for, you know, and he's surprised at himself because after facing that weirdness, he's kind of now just like sure that this is like something he needs to pursue more. So it's like solidified it even more, like made it more. Concrete. Absolutely. All right. So I'm going to cut back to the scene to them and you, you see these two kind of start having doubts. Go ahead. Scenes on you guys. I just want to know what Wayne was thinking right now. So go ahead, you guys. Yeah. Do you say anything about that? Um. Or is it something you're not, keeping not to yourself? Not outright. I'll just I'll I'll put my hand on Shane's shoulder and I'll just say, "Hey, take it easy, buddy. We're still here, okay? We're okay." Um, I won't I won't come right out and say, you know, like, "Oh, I I think there's like a reason why we're all together right now." I won't I won't lay that on the group, you know. I'll kind of take a deep breath and realize I still have that cigarette you handed me. Just light that, take a drag, and be like, "You know what? You're right." One of those things where it kind of goes unlit because you kind of just like forgot about it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just kind of like, you know what, you're right. Okay. You know, there's, it's just probably some kind of logical explanation and we're just overreacting. Because now that we're away from the situation, we're able to kind of calm down and we're not feeling that, that feeling anymore. That adrenaline, right? It's like, it's like what you guys are doing right now. It's 100% rationalization, each in your own way. You know what I mean? Like right now, it's solidified. Wayne, you, you're like, hey, this, this, this perfect rationale. You know what I mean? Like you're all like in your own heads. What, what's going on in Michael's head right now with this? Because, I mean, this is a double whammy right now for Michael. Like where like yeah, you thought, oh, you, you're able to convince yourself the first one was just a fluke and now you yeah, saw this. Yeah. Is he having doubts or what? Yeah, definitely doubts. Uh, but he's not sure how to deal with them. Like. What do I do now? So I guess the thing he's going to say is, I pro- guys, I propose this. We each go home, you know, do our own thing, process this, and we meet tomorrow, have a, have a couple beers, and see what we've come up with. You okay with it? Sounds good yeah, to me. Yeah. Yeah, what, what, you're, you're, you're a cop, right? Can't you just, like, check and see who lives there? Like, yeah, I, don't they I have will. records? I'll take a look and so... Or who at least owns it, we can yeah, these things. not go back and talk to whoever's the owner instead. Yeah, but you know, he might be several states away and with my phone number, and that's always an issue. But yeah, definitely, I'll go see what's up. And, yeah, and you, yeah, and you got that, and then you got the 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 two names of the chicken or boyfriend also too. There. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Cool. So you got some fun stuff you guys can look into. Are you guys, I take it like uh, you guys go back to the Denny's parking lot and you kind of each go your own way. Yeah. I would drop them back off there where their cars are and, you know, get out of my Jeep. <laughs> no, I no, go. it's more, it's more like, uh, it's more like I, I just need to just focus on doing something menial and not like more involved. So that way I can just kind of forget about what just happened. Well, you do have work tonight, you know, and you yeah. have enough time to go wash your wash your ass and brush your teeth and get yeah. 
had to work, you know. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to kind of take how rest of the, the evening goes for you three. And, and if we do uh, get into the, whatever your path is next, or we could hit that the next session. We'll go to you next, Wayne. So you go back to your – or what, do you, what, do you, what is Wayne doing? You tell me that. I don't want to, like, assume that I know what Wayne's doing. Okay, so I'm going to pull up to the trailer park, and uh, he's definitely just got too much running around in his head to just uh, call it a night. And he's going to yeah. knock on Bruce's door. See if maybe there's he no wants need. to hang out for a little bit. There's no need to knock because guess what? Bruce is already out there with a with a case of Paps Blue Ribbon. All right. And he looks at you and he sees like he's like, man, you look like you had a time. And he's like, I. And he kind of like you go sit down. He's like, cans you a beer. So I saw you last week earlier on Sunday, looking like your hot date. Now you look like you fucking like she stood you up, dude. What, what's going on? Bruce, have you ever experienced anything just so weird, just just beyond rationalization? You kind of see for a moment, like you see, like him, like almost like he's pondering and looking inward. He's like, well, sometimes I think that I hear my wife still when I like right when I that moment where like you know you you wake up and you're kind of like not sure if you're awake or if you're asleep or like if you're somewhere in between. And I swear, sometimes I hear her calling me from the kitchen, telling me, like, to get my ass up. And then every time I get up and I make my way to the kitchen, she ain't there, man. And, like, I swear, each time that happens, there's, like, a little part of me that, like, has a hope that, like, like, like this will be the time that she'll be there waiting for me. And every time I go in there, all that's left is fucking the mess that was in the night before. And, and he pats the beer on the side and this shit. I'm just going to take a sip of the beer, say, I'm sorry, bud. I didn't, you know. Much as li- such as life, man. Such as life. We all, we all. This is why we do this to remember them. You know what I mean? We if if we can't enjoy our lives, then what's the point of living? You know? And and I I think it would be disrespectful. You know what I mean? Like if I don't sit here and enjoy the rest of my life doing what I want to do, that's gonna make Martha like unhappy. It's gonna make the fact that like I'm wasting a gift that I was still given. You you know that she doesn't have. And I'm sure if that old hag is in heaven looking down and saw so I was here being miserable. If I can hate my life, then I would be doing her a disservice, you know? Do you, do you believe in that stuff? You know what I mean? Like, sometimes the best way to remember someone is to to, to do something for them that they, that they may see. Uh, Wayne, def- that definitely, like, hits a note with Wayne, and he's he just nods and says, yeah, yeah, I, I get that. And, and that's what I try to do, man. That's what I try to do. You know, and I know, and would you say you told Wayne, would you, would you say you told Bruce about your brother and your dad? Or definitely was that- not. Okay, gotcha. You know, he's like, that's all you got to do sometimes, man. And so every time that I that I hear, and I swear I think it's her. I don't think it's my head or anything. But every time I hear, I, it's just a reminder. Like, man, when you start feeling bad for yourself, and you start fucking thinking like you just want to stop and give up. Just fucking keep on doing what you want to do, man. You know, you, these these motherfucking, those richety folk, up folks over there on the north side, they may think that, like, I'm a piece of shit. Maybe I am a piece of shit. Maybe I'm just fucking poor old North Dakota white trash. But I'm sitting here, and I'm happy with what I'm doing. I'm going to go inside there, and I'm going to watch my shows. And then I might even go rent me a movie, one of those VHS movies, and bring it back and watch me a movie. But I'm going to enjoy it, and I'm going to smile. I'm going to still get my fucking check in the mail on the 1st and the 15th. And, and ain't shit going to change about that till it's time for me to join uh, Martha again. So I guess that's the closest that answers your question, man. Why the fuck are you getting all depressing on me and shit too? Give me a goddamn cigarette, man. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand him a cigarette and uh, light one up myself. And uh, I'm just gonna say, yeah, you know, it's nothing. Just some something weird that happened today. 
Uh, what, what, what ha- you want to talk about it? You don't talk much, man. So yeah, me. you know, it's it's really nothing. But yeah, it's like, like a- so, like what Bruce said uh, before that, like really, like uh, it, it's kind of comforting to Wayne, and like uh, he was kind of just thinking like Bruce was this guy with like zero depth at all, and he's actually surprised <laughs> that like you know. Yeah. You know, and it's somebody he usually doesn't like seek out to talk to. So he's kind of just like, wow, that, you know, that actually That's helps. Cool. So what's the saying? A broken clock's at least right twice a day, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Everyone has their moments. You know what I mean? We so can say- I probably uh, thank him for the beer and uh, maybe head in after a bit or something. Just spend your time trying to drown out what happened watching TV and just falling into that comfortable rhythm. Well, not Absolutely. too comfortable, but that rhythm that you found yourself kind of that tide that you found yourself drawn into. All right, I can dig that. All right, uh, let's let's try Mr. Che again. Uh, so you get off work. You, you you would you say you're able to drive um, somewhat normally now that like you're yeah. starting to rationalize? It I and think everything? after um, after just kind of go, go back to work, just do the menial task: mopping floors, cleaning toilets. You know what he does. Uh, I think that after. Uh, after having the chance to kind of just focus himself, he's going to have more resolve, you know, kind of looking at it like, um, yeah, that was weird, but it was, it was, it was something that we all shared. There's some kind of connection there, you know, it was like, a, it was like a bonding moment. Yeah. Yeah. In kind a weird kind of way. way. Yeah. In a weird kind of way, it was kind of like a bonding moment. And so kind of looking at this as, um, as as reinforcing his curiosity after the fact, you know, it freaked him out at first, but uh, now it's like, well, now what what's actually going on? You know, they're talking about Satanism. What's happening? So after after work and everything, he's going to be uh, ready to like call him up, be like, so did you find anything? Hmm. Nice. Now, um, when you let's let's backtrack a little bit, like when you're walking like that walk we were talking about to work, and you see fucking. Sydney standing there or, you know, sitting there again in his normal spot, trying to act like Mr. Cultured. Uh, how, how, what, what are your mannerisms walking in like to an outsider would be? How would you imagine like if you were sitting there and you saw Che walking up, how, what would, what would Che look like? What would his mannerisms be? Would he look opposite like, of stress? his normal. Look- yeah. Opposite okay. of normal. So he would normally be more like standing up tall, straight, and just has a kind of magnitude of personality. People notice him. But this would be the opposite yeah. of that, kind of going back into himself, like I said before, where he'd be just kind of like shoulders are hunched down. He's looking down at the ground, just not really paying attention to the world around him. Just like I'm going up here, I'm gonna go do this, and I'm just I'm not I'm gonna shut everything else out. Gotcha. That. So as you're walking by, um, you kind of you hear Sydney go, "Hey, hey, 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 fellow, you okay, man?" Because you almost like walk by kinda, without even acknowledging. Right. Just kind of. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I just had a weird day. You need to talk, or we could talk later, man. If you need to, I'll be, I'll be around here till you get off. You need to take a break and come out here and sit on these steps here with me and look at this clear sky and you see a motion up and you see that the stars are actually pretty bright at this night, you know, with the because winter's coming, so it's almost got that like magnifying sense to the stars, you know, and the, and the sky out there. Yeah, you know what? I'll, uh, I'll take you up on that beer if you're if you're up for it. Yeah, I got a sixer. I got a sixer in my office. Let me go grab it and we'll out here and we'll break some laws right in front of the man. How about that? Okay. Okay. 
All right. So he, you, you work for a couple hours and, and you got your like, you know, your 15, 20 minute break. And you really all honestly, you could take a 30, 40 fucking minute break because you're a hard worker and you and the security guard, even though you guys aren't like, uh, on really on a talking basis, you kind of have a silent, like mutual respect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't give a shit if you go out there and smoke and you don't give a shit if he's sitting there reading People magazine and reading the new Stephen King book or something like that. You know, you come out a couple hours later and you see there's a six pack of, of uh Milwaukee or Coors Light sitting there and he kind of just is kind of motions to one of the steps because there's about like 20 you know what I mean it's like 20 steps that like get up to yeah. where the, you walk into the entrance and he like rips one off the the little binding thing and hands it to you and what's well, got you all spun up man and he clicks it and, and he's like drinking a Coors Light then he takes like a puff of his pipe like like totally not like trying to look like one hand like uh what do they call it uh what was that show where the guy like sat in a smoking jacket and would read like classic tales? Uh, some I don't, theater, I don't masterpiece the theater. Yeah. Masterpiece theaters. And he's like, oh, you know, it's cool as light. Yes. Yeah, uh, yes, of course. I'll, uh, I'll just kind of sit down, uh, on the steps there next to him and just kind of take a deep breath and take a swig first before I say anything at all. So what's got you all worked up? Young man, what's, what's, what's going on here? I, I, I met some, I met up with some old friends, uh, people I haven't seen in years since I was a kid. And we kind of just. Like before the reservation? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it was, it was a rough day. You, um, you remember anything about the, um, about 10 years ago, that girl, Amanda Porter, yeah. she was murdered. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember hearing something. She lived just right down and he motions towards like 4th Street. She, her parents live right down there. She's the one who, um, was in what was it Berkeley or Stanford or something like that? Went over there and yeah, newlywed, yeah. and they, she was she died, well, murdered or something I, like that. I knew her back then. She, uh, I was part of the the camp that uh, she was uh, a counselor for, and I met up with some of the guys that uh, with some of the other kids who were in that group, and we just kind of had mm-hmm. a a really stressful day. So. But- was it just reliving memories with her or, or just kind of remembering her and what the impact it had on your life or what? Well, something like that. There's some reporter or something. He wants to write a book about it. And it's just, it brings up a lot to think about those days. Wow. I didn't, I, I didn't know that. That That's, that's a, that's interesting. And he kind of just, he like adjusts himself, takes a drag and he's like, you know, I can't say that I've had much life experiences outside of the Bismarck area here. Uh, you know, the one of the reasons I like to read a lot, frankly, is because I find it that helps me escape. And I feel that I can learn lessons there. But I think the most important lessons that you can learn in life are, are probably the ones that you learn the hardest and in the real way. And, and it sounds like that. I mean, did you and this Amanda chick? Would I be wrong in assuming that this Amanda had a positive impact on your life when, when, I mean, if it's her death is still affecting you this way, it wasn't just a casual relationship. I take it. She, she, it was, you were close to her. Well, yeah. Before my grandparents, she was the real, the rock, you know? Well, I would say like, while I understand it hurts and the pain is very real of reliving her loss. Um, I would say that the, probably the, what would make her happiest if she was trying to have a positive impact, you, you return that, you, you pay that back with interest to this world, to society and her memory and, and, and her name. So for all that pain that you feel right now that, and which I'm sure is bad, channel that and, and, and try to 
have impact on this world that she had on you. You know what, Sydney? You're right. Uh, Thank you. Hey, I'm right once in a while. (laughs) He kind of (laughs) just takes a thing of his, you know, of his pipe and rubs his tweed elbows to show off he has patches on his tweed jacket. You know, he's like, you're young. You have plenty of time to do it too. So don't beat yourself up about it too much. I think you might want to get back in there with only having one of these in your system or Johnny Law in there might bust you down. He kind of motions. You see the guy just like feet propped up on his desk, like yeah. turning the People magazine page. I'll uh, give like him a smirk and I'll follow his advice this time. All right. Cool beans. All right. So, Michael, you get, uh, are you, what, what are you doing after you get in your car? Yeah. Uh, first thing, uh, my, Mike, I am going to get a shower. <laughs> yeah. Know, from all that <laughs> like, swan, uh, get a change. Colgate. Yeah. Just, you know, try to make myself feel clean again after the whole experience. As you get out of the shower, uh, you know, you still got like the, you wipe the steam off the mirror. You kind of have this moment where like you're like looking at yourself in the mirror. And it's like, like, and I'm not going to lie, guys. And I'm sure everyone's experienced this at one point in their life. If you haven't, then I'm sure you will, where you're, you're dealing with some difficulty. And sometimes I find this to be, uh, at least with me, sometimes one of the most empowering things is like if I get out of the shower or something like that, like with my other hobby where like I've had a rough day at it or whatever, I'll get out of the shower after practice and I'll look in the mirror and I'll just like give myself a pep talk. You know what I mean? I'll like get eye contact with myself and be like, I'm a badass motherfucker. Now I'm not saying I walk around saying that, but in my head, you know what I mean? Like at that moment, like it's like the biggest reaffirming thing is like looking at yourself and seeing that I'm still here. I'm still who I am, you know, and uh, no, nothing fundamentally is going to change that. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, and at that moment when you, you, you know, you had that moment and they're not saying it's like you're standing there, like doing a Patrick Bateman from American psycho, you know, or anything like that. But you're like, yeah, that moment where you see yourself and you brush your teeth and you go back with your routine. And when you go, you saw the towel like wrapped around your waist and you're going towards your room. You kind of look in and, and your, your living room of your apartment, you see like the flashing red light of an answering machine on there at that moment. I don't know if you choose to listen to it at that moment or if you decide to. Mike's going to go for a run first. Okay. Nice. So he, so he goes, he doesn't even want to hear that shit. He's like, I'm focusing on like, and, and, and for all those you don't know, like, this is how Mike channeled his anger. You know, Mike's dad was stabbed in a bar fight. His mom was too busy working to raise him. She had good intentions. You know what I mean? Had very bad anger, bully issues. And one of the ways that he started over, uh, to overcome that was through physical track and stuff like that. And so, uh, that's why I take it. He's running. Am, am I correct in that assertion there? Yep. Yeah. All it's right. a sort of life affirming thing for him it's very primal man you lose i like to run by the way and i find like if you run like like if i run five or more miles i'd like you just kind of lose yourself you're like your mind takes over and it's almost like uh, you don't even you're not even thinking of the physical after a moment so that's very good that's cool uh when you get back you get back in from running like i'd say like four or five miles probably you know uh you'll you open your apartment door and you're greeted by like the blinky red light again yeah you know and Afterwards, I'm all pumped, you know, from all that running. So, yeah, I'm going to tackle this head on. You you hit the play button, and it's actually your mom, a warm, oh. comforting voice of your mom. And she said, hey, Michael, I, I haven't talked to you in a couple of days. I, I know you're probably doing busy doing what you do. I just want to say again how proud I am of you and how when I told you last time you were over, how you reminded me of, of the good side of your father and the strength and determination that he had. I, I hope you remember that. 
with whatever challenges are facing you. And, and I hope everything's going good for you. Don't worry about me. I know you're worrying about me. I'm fine. I survived before you. Don't worry. Uh, uh, and good luck in what you're doing. And she's like, I love you. And you hear like the, the phone hang up. Hello, folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there.